in sports mm. you are not talking to a consumer you are talking to a sports fan and a fan is fundamentally different from a consumer uh and and i think that's mm. the biggest that's the biggest opportunity and also uh you know something that you can't get complacent about in sport right because fans are irrational mm. consumers necessarily aren't uh but fans are irrational that's right true. so uh and and i think that's that's the start that's the starting point for a lot of brand building activities for sport is how do you ensure that you are tapping into that fandom creating that fandom and feeding into that fandom more importantly on a regular basis to be able to grow your brand right our common denominator is of course sports content so the moment this opportunity came i was very happy to take it on uh this you know on this podcast we've spoken about a lot of things we've spoken about finances we've spoken about business we've spoken obviously about the on field thing the marketing side of things but content in particular um storytelling in particular in cricket and sport is something that we haven't touched upon and uh, you know i couldn't think of a better person to have on the show than you so sadat thank you so much for coming on thanks so much thank you for having me uh, you had me at the word cricket in indie cricket podcast so when the opportunity came came along to have a chat with you about this uh, even even i couldn't uh, couldn't say no so sports interactive is is obviously a name that needs no introduction to the cricket fraternity right we or the sports fraternity at large you folks have been doing this for close to two decades i hear there's an anniversary coming soon so congratulations on that um but just to give an insight into you know the the everyday indian fan the everyday indian cricket fan or the indian sports fan even um why don't you give everybody a lowdown as to what si does in particular that's the jargon by the way for everybody listening and watching we, everybody calls them si all the time so go ahead so that tell us what does what does si do uh thanks amit uh i think the best way i would like to talk about it is we probably touch the lives of millions of cricket fans without them realizing it so uh you know if you google the the live score for a cricket match what you see comes up on google one box is actually powered by sports interactive so we supply live scores uh, to google as a platform if you ask alexa or siri what the live score is uh, what they are you know what the those white uh, voice platforms are saying are actually again powered by by our data feeds uh, if you are watching a live match on television or on on ott uh, chances are that uh, you know the, the highlights that you see that come after the match or sometimes even the visualizations that come on live tv or uh, to some of the interactivity elements you see on ott platforms uh, are are built and managed uh, by by sports interactive uh, and then from a content and marketing perspective uh, some of your favorite cricket brands uh, the content you see on their social media platforms their websites apps not just you know development and maintenance from a tech perspective but even the content that you see uh, on the websites and apps Uh, are uh, produced and, and managed by by sports interactive so that's the in in a nutshell the gamut of of everything that that we do from a from a cricket perspective and it's bit of a chicken and egg sometimes you responded to what fan needs are sometimes you anticipated what fan needs could be and we uh, tried to always innovate uh, and be ahead of the curve uh, in that manner interesting and a lot of it seems so much digital first now that i hear it from you obviously um you know we've obviously been observing the growth of the company in the last um few years 
um, do you think it's sort of hypercharged in the last, say, half a decade or so with the growth of digital India, mobile phones, devices, access to internet increasing? Um, has your role in the Indian cricket economy or, or rather the sports economy or the sports space in general sort of increased tenfold, twentyfold, whatever you want to call it, with the onset of the increase of the internet and access to internet in India? Uh, absolutely. I think uh, we, you know, we, we are extremely fortunate and privileged to be in business at a time when the internet has really, you know, boomed in the country. Access to the internet has, has been a big factor in, you know, driving growth for us as yeah. a business as well. And, and you know, it, could pro- it probably means, call it about anywhere between 8 to 10x growth over the past 7 to 8 years, right, uh, uh, in, in that period. Brilliant. So, uh, it, we've definitely... Uh, you know, reap the the benefits uh, of that, and and it's not just as I think it's it's the entire ecosystem, right? For us, when we when we look at it, if the ecosystem does well, we do well. It's as it's as simple. As, and by ecosystem, we not just mean rights holders and franchises, but broadcasters, sponsors, uh, you know, so many other players uh, that uh, come together to be able to uh, you know deliver a, a, a world class product and, and great fan experiences. Uh, everyone benefits uh, if the sport grows. That's how we see. It. There's so much that we can go into here. You know, there are so many words that you mentioned, um, you know, but let's, I think for us to just uh, to streamline this conversation a little bit, right? Let's stick to the IPL. Um, And I say that because, you know, if, if we end up talking about sports in general, this is going to become a very broad topic and we won't be able to do justice to, uh, to, to what we want to talk about. Now, if you look at the IPL, the rights obviously were are a big indicator as to the growing value of the league, right? From mm-hmm. eight thousand crore to sixteen thousand crore, now to thirty-two, thirty-three, whatever it is, with four different packages, etc. Yeah. How have you seen the the um, the scope of your work as sports interactive, as digital, um, you know, sort of stakeholders in this mm-hmm. in this league change, say, with the growth of the IPL in the last few seasons, if you'd like. Yeah, uh, and and just to add context to those numbers, it was eight thousand for ten years, sixteen thousand for five years, and thirty-two thousand for five yeah, years. Yeah, that's again, correct. Right? Yeah, so, the the rights. Uh, yeah, correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. And and the reason I say that is because what that has meant is is just meant that for for of you know the the IPL ecosystem and franchises to be able to uh, continue to be able to you know deliver that kind of value, uh, you need to be focusing on fan engagement, right? I think what all IPL teams. Mm. Uh, ended up getting you know or seem to have a good grip on is what what it takes to build a good team sometimes it's on the field which is uh, you know it's mm. a function it's a factor of multiple different things coming together uh, but i mm. think what they what they also realize is you know, everyone's in this for the long long term and you're building uh, an asset that you know will far outlive uh, any you know any of us uh, any of our lifetimes mm. right so if yeah. you're doing that you need mm. to invest in the right kind of fan engagement strategies, fan engagement opportunity. And that's where digital plays a big role because one st- challenge still for the, the IPL is that it's, it's only that, uh, you know, 60 day window, uh, in the year, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the remaining, uh, 10 months of, you know, call it nine months uh, are, are a bit of a challenge. Right. And, and mm-hmm. what we've seen is while the, that relevance is there for those two to three months and digital plays a big role, uh, in, in amplifying that, uh, that relevance. I think the, the digital also will play a role in solving the problem of the nine to 10 months uh, of mm. no IPL, no context. And, and I think um, uh, we, it's not being solved completely uh, as yet, 
but but digital definitely through you know various uh, activations you can do through content through a uh, gamification through uh, tech innovations on your owned platform which is owned and operated which is basically your website and app allows franchises to be able to build that year round relevance for sports fans and it could be done in multiple different ways right? it could be your brand name in in different leagues other different leagues around the world uh, which we've seen a lot over the past uh, yeah. couple of uh, you know it could be uh, you know the last couple of years it could also be brand extensions that you're building right uh, which have which mm-hmm. come alive on digital which may not necessarily be linked to sport but you've seen certain ipl franchises build you know uh, uh, physical destinations to deliver the brand experience uh, you've certain mm-hmm. ipl franchises get into the athleisure space launch their own uh, you know line of lifestyle wear athleisure wear certain ipl teams also tying up with certain charitable causes or have you know edtech initiatives going and you see a lot of all of these actually yeah. uh, are tied to a digital first mindset right which is and even if it's on ground i'm looking at that from the lens of being able to create content which can then uh, you know travel on digital i'm looking at it through through that lens right so that that is something that digital will continue to play a key role in and and i think we have, we have definitely made progress from where we were call it 5 years ago uh in terms of yeah. how how to build that relevance over 9 to 10 months and maybe in the next 4 to 5 years you'll see again significant improvement over it's like moore's law and uh you know the people when you talk about the processing capability of chips i think you will see exponential growth in how ipl franchises also are able to look at fan engagement with the uh, increasing media valuations that come every cycle but it helps to have uh, cricketer generated content right i mean which which fan doesn't like watching their favorite cricketers do fun stuff on social man it's it's become crazy in the last few years kabhi kabhi lagta hai hum meri naukri le lenge ye log correct and 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 look at how good they become also right uh, yeah even when they are not with ipl team some of them the kind of content that they create and and each one has built their own persona and uh, and build their own personality for social which i think is great because yeah. that's what yeah. that's what fans on social media love the authenticity uh you, you know it's not you're not reading off a script there are no retakes per se you 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 want to you're happy to even take a dig at yourself and you know be a little self deprecating in the kind of content that you push out which if you see the previous generation of sports fans and also the cricketers and it was a function of those times you know you wouldn't necessarily see that right and cricket fans will remember uh, die die fans fans might remember this but i think the closest we got to seeing our you know the generation of the fat four having fun was when uh, you know they i think it was in the greg chapel era or maybe the gary kerson era just when Gary Carson came in the team had a team bonding exercise and everyone had to you know dress up and uh, recreate their fav- favorite movie scene and and Tendulkar and Kumble recreated mm. Shole right there was mm. this, those yeah. those the early <laughs> days of of things going viral right whereas yeah. now yeah. you see uh, you know Ishan Kishan and and Shubman Gill uh, making trending reels or roadies or anything that's trending in that moment uh, at, at yeah. the click of a finger and you're, you're craving for more right same thing with uh, cricketers like like virat or rohit they're holidaying in uh, london and giving fans a glimpse of what uh, what their life is like over there or even their workout sessions uh, in the gym uh, especially someone like a virat and what that looks like ashwin also building his own youtube channel specifically in tamil for tamil fans uh, is, is also something cool. that yeah right so ahead of his uh, time as always ash <laughs> exactly right and and so insightful yeah. right uh, he, yeah, yeah, he's really, because yeah. of social media he's able to build a direct connect and relationship uh, uh, with fans and yeah. every cricketer who is uh, you know social media savvy is been able to to do that and 
and and and that's where we try uh, when we work with IPL teams to be able to create the right kind of content uh, with these cricketers as well. And and again, it's not like us going and telling them, hey, here's what we want you to do. It's actually a collaborative process, right? Saying, hey, here's what we want to so achieve. Seen... What do you think? Yeah, you know, what yeah. do you think you can? And and that's where the cricketers also really open up, where they feel that they're a part of the process. And because the moment you tell them, here's a script. Here's what I want you to read. It it becomes like any other shoot for them, right? But the moment you're looking at it through a content creator's lens, where they are equally invested in the success of that content going out, that's where you actually see it doing wonders. Okay, so who are the give us three cricketers that you like following on social and and why? Uh, offbeat could be mainstream uh, either way. Yeah, I think one was definitely Ashwin. I've, I've spoken about uh, yeah. that. I think the one uh, not a not a current cricketer, but ex cricketer was still a part of the ecosystem. Wasim Jafar, just for his uh, the, oh, he's brilliant. His, <laughs> yeah. his approach on Twitter. Yeah, I, I yeah. who would have thought, right? Like such a yeah, exactly. soft-spoken person in in at least that's the image he had when we saw him. That's the surprise up. factor. That's the big deal. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so someone like him, and I think the the. And and I think the, the 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 third one I would probably say is someone like a Dinesh Karthik, right? The, his resurgence one. into yeah. back into cricket yeah. also coincided with yeah. his uh, you know growth on on social media and the kind of yeah. uh, content he was creating uh, for uh, on 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 his yeah. handle. So I think these yeah. three, they're slightly offbeat. Uh, you know, there there are obviously the likes of the Virats, Rohits, and the Hardiks uh, who continue yeah. to do what they're doing. But I think these three have really utilized social media to. Create that 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 I mean, bring them, bring forward their authentic stroke, hidden self to in in front of fans. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You know, the, there's this. You know who I like to follow? I like to follow Jimmy Nisham. He's fun. Oh and yes. He's got these random tweets that come out at two in the night, and they're absolutely <laughs> bizarre to say the least. But fun, yeah. right? This is and that's what social media does. Like it. it it gives you an insight into the athlete's life like never before. Exactly. Um, or someone as prophetic so as Jofra cool. Archer, right? Who said something yeah. five years back Jesus. out of context, which now just makes, suddenly makes a ton of sense. <laughs> the other one, the uh, an underrated social media account that I like to follow is the Iceland cricket team yes. so, Twitter handle, which is absolutely insane. They're always making fun of England for some reason. I don't know what they they have some enmity or some. They just like to take a Mickey out of royalty, I suppose. But they're fun too. But just you know how these handles and brands take on the persona of almost looking like an individual is very interesting to me, right? Yes. Have, have what do you think about that? Because you a lot of like for example a lot of I a few IPL teams they you know they they've built fandom around the admin. Which is insane. I I could not have thought of in this happening a few years ago. Uh, yeah. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, look in in marketing lingo or jargon, it's humanizing the brand. Right? Everyone talks about humanizing it. the brand. It's very it's it's very easy to say, but it actually takes consistent effort, a lot of trial and error uh, to to yeah. be able to find that sweet spot, right? And and that's essentially yeah. the way forward to to build your voice as as a as a brand. And, and you know when we work with uh, any 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 brand, right? Not just IPL franchise. We create something that's what we call the brand communication framework, uh, which which mm. you know tries to define yeah. what the brand is, and more importantly, it also calls out what the brand is not, right? So we know what are the areas you don't mm. want to go into, or how you don't want to sound, right? Because 
uh, just defining who you are is only half the job. It's also important to define who you aren't. Um, and and that's where we see. Uh, and again, it's not like we define the framework and the success from the first tweet or the first post onwards. Right? I think it's a consistent effort, learning iterations that need to be done based on what's working, what's not, to be able to build a persona over a two to three season period. Right? It's not going to happen in in one go. Uh, like some of the IPL team that you mentioned, fandom around the admins, it didn't happen overnight. Right? These team managers yeah. actually worked towards making it happen, and it happened for them in the anywhere between the eighth to the fifteenth year of their existence as a franchise. So it it, it goes to show how much effort and uh, you know how much iteration is required to be able to craft that voice and then also you know uh, maintain it and and ensure it's relevant uh, for the times we live in as well. Yeah. Lesson taken for me. I am going to inculcate more patience in my endeavor to build this brand. Lesson taken. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, it's a lack of patience, man. Honestly, but it's interesting because you know you you spoke a little bit about sports marketing, right? And getting the sports brand out there. I'm curious. You know, with all your experience of having been in other spaces as well before coming to SI. How is it different to build a sports brand or a cricket brand? Let's let's use the sports brand in general. um as compared to building another brand in another space how is it different what are the different dynamics that you think are important that you know are big contributors uh so this actually is a very interesting question and and uh, i'll take a step back to say you know, you know brand building stroke marketing is all about the consumer right uh, and and when you talk about marketing you say understand the consumer and understand the consumer needs and you know derive the consumer insight and based on that you create advertising to build the brand in sports mm. you are not talking to a consumer you are talking to a sports fan and a fan is fundamentally different from a consumer uh and and i think that's mm. the biggest that's the biggest opportunity and also uh you know something that you can't get complacent about in sport right because fans are irrational mm. consumers necessarily aren't uh but fans are irrational that's right true. so uh Uh, and and i think that's that's the start that, that's the starting point for a lot of brand building activities for sport is how do you ensure that you are tapping into that fandom creating that fandom and feeding into that fandom more importantly on a regular basis to be able to grow your brand right because no not all brands can say we have fans but sports teams start with the assumption that hey i i i i have fans i need more fans right and and how do you use that as an opportunity to actually start building a brand and and i think some of the basics remain the same and i think in terms of the indian cricket fan what you know there's no silver there's no silver bullet to this what i would say is the indian cricket fan uh, and i break it down into two right there's the indian cricket fan and then there's the ipl fan so uh, an rcb fan is very different from a mumbai indians fan and very different from a gt fan from a kkr fan rr fan and and so on right so each of them actually has different uh you know you would have different uh uh so you know uh, uh, different points of uh, emotional connect you'd like to build with them whether that's from the region whether that's from the team whether that's from the player or you know anything else to do with the history of the team whereas indian cricket fans are slightly easier in the sense because they're a lot more homogeneous right uh, in terms of everyone's there to support the indian team you might have a virat you know you might have a virat a group of supporters a rohit group of supporters hardik group of supporters but at the end of the day everyone is working towards that is, is you know wants a common thing of indian cricket doing well so that's actually easier to to deal with i think the 
the the interesting part is within the IPL for each of the ten franchises. Each uh, franchise has a you know separate different set of uh, challenges and opportunities for the fan base that they are talking to in in their respective catchment areas and and working with that you know uh, improvising on that every season and and seeing how you can continue to grow on that. That's a challenging part, right? And and again, like I said, there's no one silver bullet to to uh, solve for that. I think it's a combination of life cycle stage of the franchise. What's the you know catchment area they're in? What's the legacy of cricket over there? Who are the players available? How has the franchise been performing? What are the different other different aspects that come into play for you to build that cohesive uh, fan engagement strategy that's that's relevant and will work only for that franchise? Right? I think that's something that we literally do on a Uh, annual basis uh, for the clients that we work with in the IPL. How do you, you know, we are obviously at this stage now where you know digital and you know Instagram and Instagram lives during the pandemic were were such a hit thing uh, yes. that brought you know cricketers close to fans, fans closer to cricketers. Now there's a you know the role of Instagram has grown even further, social media broadly speaking. But where do you see this going forward with regards to content around cricket and? and the and essentially the games involvement or intermingling with social media going forward what, what you know how is the path paving for the fan and the cricketer and the cricket to come together yeah so i think look uh, social media digital has democratized access to the players and the sport for fans right like never before yeah, uh, yeah. like rohit sharma as a random fan to a live instagram live right during the, the pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah and, 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 That's <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Imagine uh, he he yeah. ran around his house, showing his family, etc. So uh, who would have yeah. imagined stuff like this happening? Pre uh, pre yeah. social, pre digital, right? So the the way yeah. the, the way I I I try to you know look at it is uh, it started with getting player autographs to then getting photographs yeah. to then getting selfies to now actually sliding into their DMs or you know them responding to you in in stories or in DMs or in comments, right? That's how fan how, how fan yeah. gratification has uh, has evolved i think uh, where we are today is very interesting in terms of every time you feel hey this is where we are maxed out right now beyond this what can you do because how how much mm-hmm. more closer can you take fans to 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 cricketers but then all there's always something new that comes up that you know says hey okay this is actually better than what it was earlier right so i think th- but what remains the same is that fundamental connect between fans being able to have a you know a direct conversation with uh, with their with their heroes you know cricketers uh, in this case the medium and and the method might change right and that's a that's a function of uh, you know how social platforms evolve right uh, uh, and and i i honestly if you ask me i don't know what the future will look like 3 uh, to 4 years down the line but i do know that the medium and the methods are going to evolve in a much better way From where they are today, just given how social media platforms are evolving, it could even be, uh, you know, on, not just on social media, but as franchises are looking at, uh, you know, their own their own and operated platforms, it could be through that, right? Where uh, an IPL franchise could say, you know, the we are running a contest. The first five people who actually give this correct answer or the top five winners get an get an opportunity to do a meet and greet with this person virtually only on our website and app, right? Nowhere else, and that'll be streamed for everyone to see. right yeah, and that's how you are again democratizing access so there are many ways in 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 which it could be done for one of yeah. the ipl franchises you also got fans to enter the bubble with the team and spend 3 or 4 days with them uh and and that was another way of democratizing yeah. access through wow. social where fans had to tell us 
uh, and again this was the, the massive for that time oh, right yeah, yeah. exactly right hopefully it was the last uh, you know it was the last time there was a bubble and i say <laughs> this with uh, you know all the best intents the intention that we never have to yeah. see the bubble yeah. again but that and that yeah. made it even bigger right that this is potentially the last time there ever going to be a bubble in the ipl and we are giving yeah, yeah. a fan yeah. an opportunity to enter the bubble like you have to quarantine etc ask for bcci norms enter the bubble spend 3 or 4 days uh, with the team go see the practice sessions go watch a match uh, interact with the support staff etc and on the back of you know your fan showcasing your fandom on digital or social so uh, like and and that's one of the methods in which you can democratize access right so uh uh it's only yeah. going to evolve i think uh, you know there is no limit to creativity when you think of uh, of stuff like this but the digital yeah. is going to continue to play a key role in in making that happen yeah uh i'm i'm maybe shifting tracks a little bit but uh curious have you given generative ai a thought whereas uh, you know we're talking yes. about the future <laughs> a lot but and, and generative ai is a big conversation today and you guys are sitting you know in 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 a great position where you're creating such fantastic content for you know big brands today in sport have you given it a thought and what do you think about it yeah look it's definitely interesting and there's no you know there's there's no two ways about ignoring generative ai the work we are doing currently in generative ai is more from a internal work stream efficiency perspective to see how we can actually nice. do better work faster uh right i think when it comes to working with some of the the big brand names that we work with we are a little cautious about using that to create the end output because it, mm. the copyright around generative ai work you know is still a bit of a gray area so we don't want to mm. necessarily tread into an area which you know could land our clients or us into you know some kind of legal trouble later uh it's it's mm. easy to say hey it's gray so you know they can always find a way to work around it but in that aspect we have we are a little more cautious but i think generative ai in, from an internal work stream efficiency perspective is definitely something that uh, we we are already using and will continue to do so and i think as the laws and regulations evolve we'll be in a better position to see how we can use that to generate uh, content and uh, you know uh, visual content and even videos uh, uh, for our clients in the, yeah. in the in the medium to long term yeah what's one platform that's exciting you i for me it's mid journey been yeah crazy isn't it i mean but then like yeah. you said it's 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 go, it it is bit of a gray area yeah correct correct yeah I, uh, mid journey uh, i've been playing around a lot uh, because it's a lot to do with internal yeah. efficiencies working a lot with uh, been playing around with chat gpt a lot uh, a couple yeah. of others uh, you know uh, also tried bard for a bit uh, that you know that google has mm. because you're in google workspace anyway as an org so yeah. uh, i tried a few things with bard over there yeah. so i think that and every day there's something new that comes up there i have signed up for a few uh, ai newsletters to, to <laughs> because there's no point trying to scour the internet to see what's going on so let's just get a curated bunch of updates or reads to see what's happening in in the world of generative ai and see what we can do over there very very exciting times to be there's no two two ways about it i think this is uh, a phenomenal uh, leap in innovation that we all should just be looking to make the most of uh, it's, it's how do you embrace it yeah. versus get threatened by it uh, is the way i see it nice yeah absolutely i think this you know possibilities are endless i think it it's this 
so much of it is is just trying to be relevant and adapt to the changing times and that is something that you guys have done consistently for a very 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 long time so i must congratulate um you and the entire team of sports interactive on that um and you know i sincerely hope that uh, you continue to to do um many more wonderful things in in the area of sports storytelling and uh, and take you know the indian sports content space forward as much as you have already and even more in the time to come but um before i before we before we sign off um where you know just what are you what are your thoughts on on you know the the evolution of sports storytelling where are we where where do, where were we what was being consumed earlier where are we now and what do you think is going to be the area that we're all sort of going to be hooked on going forward especially when it comes to sports content and sports storytelling and 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 is that your area of focus as as a company uh i'll answer the second part because the answer is short yes there's definitely something we are <laughs> we're looking at as a company uh i think the evolution of sports storytelling uh, and again i take a macro view right it started by listening yeah. to commentary on on the radio and building the pictures in your mind imagining what's going on to then watching it on a grainy black and white television to color to now watching it on our mobile phones in 4k yep. uh, watching it on tv 4k with a bunch yeah. of interactivity elements but i think the yeah. the significant shift that's happened is around the non live aspect of sport right because live mm. sport we know people are going to tune in people are going to watch and it's about how do you just ensure it you're continuously innovating there from an interactivity perspective or from a uh, you know storytelling perspective that to to keep the uh, you know to keep the fans hooked the the big shift is from a non live sports storytelling perspective and this is one example that you know will will probably make it into case studies for the next decade is drive to survive and formula 1 right how how netflix built Absolutely. an entire generation of fans for formula 1 on the back of drive to survive right like so much so that yeah. christian honor of red bull said that his daughter started following formula 1 only after seeing drive to survive right <laughs> that's been in a part yeah. of the surface for so long but she only started seeing it after watching drive to survive right? so i think that's the power of sports storytelling because uh, it's it's to to you know to a certain degree WWE used to do this but we all knew it was it was scripted right but now when you're yeah. actually getting you know camera crews and uh, you know uh, video production guys uh, traveling with uh, you know with with uh, yeah. the sports stars everywhere being a part of yeah. big events capturing what you don't see on TV and being able to tell those stories and bring it to you know bring it in front of fans i think that that's just phenomenal right i think that that, that that's one aspect yeah. and the second i think is the rise of uh, content creators and the entire creator economy and something like what you are doing right now right where you are bringing cricket stories to uh, an audience that probably wouldn't have heard of any of this before wouldn't have even imagined that there are some things that exist that happen and you you spoken to a, a, a variety of different people uh, and there are so many other content creators trying to build a niche for themselves over here right and all of this is non live right so the yeah. opportunity to to own a niche and and you know build a steady stream of content in online in, in any format it could be it could be video it could be audio it could be visual it could be you know the, the written format as well but i think that's something that uh, is is uh, is is a huge shift in in fan consumption patterns also that we're seeing right uh, and 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 yeah. that's something that i am personally very excited about and we as a organization also are very bullish about in terms of uh, you know growing the sports ecosystem because that's when you have you know 
always on fan engagement. We always talk about this, but uh, most of the leagues that we work with, especially in an India context, are only in that you know in that burst of one to three months. What do you do in the remaining uh, you know eleven to nine to eleven months? And then that's where uh, having a focus on on non-live sports content storytelling from that perspective uh, is something that uh, we see as a huge opportunity to be able to continue to grow uh, fandom in India. no it's brilliant and and i think you know we we began this conversation by using the ipl as the basis of our chat but you know just to put it in you know use that and put things in perspective the ipl is just 15 years old you know it's literally uh, just an adolescent at this point of time and uh, the fact that you know we've been able to along with the league um, you know move and create such impact with content in the time that we've spent with the league just shows us where we can go you know in the time to come and the role of content that um that it'll pan out to be uh, you know is going to be quite significant if it isn't already so so that thanks for coming this was great i'm so happy that your team put this together very nice speaking with you and thanks for coming on the show i hope you keep coming <laughs> thank you sir thanks army over and all the very best for uh, for your end over the indian cricket podcast <laughs>